When it comes to saving big on tires, do the math at Big O Tires. Start by saving $100 instantly on sets of four Big O brand tires with paid installation purchase. Then receive an additional $50 by mail-in rebate on qualifying purchases using your Big O Tires credit card. Add it all up, and you can save as much as $150. The tires you need, the savings you want. Only at Big O Tires, the team you trust. Hurry, sale ends October 13th. For the location nearest you, go to BigOtires.com. Today's Sports BKC originated as a Facebook Live from our sponsor, Big O Tires in Blue Springs. It's Thursday, September 26th. Vahe Gregorian, Sam Mellinger, and Sam McDowell, the usual suspects, joined me, Blair Kirkhoff, to talk Chiefs. And our new Chiefs beat writer, Herbie Teope, drops by in the end. You're asking, will Herbie sing? The answer, of course, is yes. It was a busy show, so busy that I mentioned that there would be a trivia question based on the Chiefs' opponent on Sunday, the Detroit Lions. We didn't get to it, so I'm going to ask it here. The question, the Chiefs and Lions last played in 2015 in London with the Chiefs winning 45-10. Two current Chiefs players scored touchdowns in that game. Who are they? We'll have the answer at the end of the podcast. You want to pipe down over there? We're, we're live. We're live. Nope. Welcome to, welcome to Facebook Live Red Zone Extra, uh, where we talk about the NFL team in Kansas City. That's our chief team, right? Uh, that's our chief concern. That as we uh, we talk about the Kansas City Chiefs with the group here. To my left, we have Vahe Gregorian. To my right, Sam Mellinger. To his right, Sam McDowell. How you doing, guys? Excellent. Everybody good? Good. Everybody good. good. We got a got an NFL uh, game coming up uh, Sunday involving our um, our local eleven in Detroit, the the Chiefs and the Lions with their quadrennial meeting. You know, it's, uh, <laughs> well, if he could bring up triscodectophobia, whatever that was earlier this week, I can I can bust out a quadrennial. Oh, I'm glad that stuck with you. It's, it did. Uh, it, it did. It's, uh, that's fear of the number thirteen. And quadrennial, and quadrennial, of course, every four years, like like the Olympics or presidential, <laughs> presidential elections, the, the Chiefs and the Lions play once every four years. So we got that coming up on Sunday. We'll all be there. Covering Un, the, unlike the uh, last time the Chiefs played the Lions, when when only one only one person one member of the coverage <laughs> right. team was there, and he was quite upset with us for covering the World Series. Yeah. But by the time Therese Paler returned from London, the last uh, the last time that the Chiefs and Lions met, he was a happy camper. Remember, he was yeah. he was happy he that he went it. and yeah, really he enjoyed it. his 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 experience in London. We will have a trivia question later in the show uh, from that game. So when we deliver it, I want want to get some answers, which means there's a participation part of this. Send us your questions, your comments over Facebook Live, and uh, we'll try to get to as many. As we can. Also later, we will uh, we will give give you our picks to click or where the rubber meets the road. Chiefs players who we think might uh, might end up starring in Sunday's game. So let's take a quick look back at last week. Chiefs beat the Baltimore Ravens 33-28. It kind of unfolded as the first two Chiefs games went. The Chiefs built the three-score lead in the second half. They, um, unlike the other two games, they kind of had to hang on in this one. The Lamar Jackson and Baltimore Ravens rallied back and made it a one-score game at the end. Chiefs took a knee, always the way you want to win a game or end a game, 
but they had to pick up a first down to, 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 uh, to take that knee. So um, any lingering thoughts from, from Chiefs Baltimore, uh, made the Chiefs 3-0, and uh, and anything to the three-day, the three four-day later thought from that game? I'd I just say I, th I think they got better with that game. Um, they, they, you know, sort of the cliche, they got punched in the mouth and punched back. And I, I think sort of my stat of the game, there's a lot of them, right? You think of the, uh, go, the, the fact the Ravens were compelled to go for it on fourth down four times and, and had the uh, two-point mentality on the, uh, on the uh, keeping pace with the Chiefs game. Um, but Blair, you kind of threw out the stat of the game uh, at halftime when Patrick Mahomes had the season low 274 first half <laughs> passing yards. I think that stat of the tells year. us where we are. <laughs> I, it was a disaster, near disaster, <laughs> the season low halftime passing stats. You know, so you bring up a, a good point about um, you know, just that uh, it was a little bit different. The quality of the opponent, I think, was, was better yeah. for the Chiefs in that game. And speaking of the quality of, of the opponent, the Lions have, are coming off of uh, a victory over the Eagles, and a, a week before that, they beat the um, the, the San Diego Chargers of Los Angeles, <laughs> and two playoff teams last year. The, the Chiefs uh, defeated have, have beaten one playoff team. The Lions have, have defeated two. Should the Lions be taken pretty seriously? They're an undefeated team. They're good. I don't know. I, I feel like this is a track meet, though. You know, I, I just I think there's a chance of realistic chance that we're watching the best quarterback of all time, like in his second year. Matthews. I know it's a ridiculous oh, thing, no, okay. right? uh, 20 games in, but I, I just, I keep thinking about that. I think the line is like six and a half, which seems like a lot for a team that hasn't lost at home to be a six and a half point underdog, but I don't know. I feel like I would take the over. All right, so uh, Sam McDowell has the, the mic. I love that. He was Got the mic. Testing. <laughs> the line started at six and a half. Uh, any, any, and I think it's still there today. So what does that mean if the line doesn't move during the week? Yeah, I mean, obviously the, it seems to be at the right number, but the line that has moved is the over-under has got, you know, to kind of lend to, to your point is the over-under has gone from 53 to 54. So I do think people think that this is going to be a high-scoring game. And the Detroit defense is a little bit deceptive in the amount of points they've given up because they forced a lot of turnovers. Now, sometimes you get you sort of luck into turnovers. Sometimes it's all what you're doing defensively. Um, and I, I think that's going to be the key to the game is if the Chiefs don't turn it over, I have a hard time figuring out how the Lions stop them. But th that's sort of the Lions' M.O. with Matt Patricia, it is. head coach, right? So the, the former defensive coordinator of the Patriots, uh, the Patriots are – there are a lot of things, a lot of good things, and one of those good things is the, uh, the takeaways. Uh, that, that's just been a, a mark of a Bill Belichick team, and with Patricia as the defensive coordinator from 12 to 17, and he was on the staff even before that, they, they were always e either at or near the top of the NFL in takeaways. And I think that I think the Lions have five this year, so that's part of it's part of their MO, what they're trying to do. Um, the Chiefs, on the other hand, pretty good at preventing that sort of thing. Yeah, especially defensively. I always laugh when people always say they, they emphasize takeaways. I mean, everybody wants turnovers. <laughs> huh. You see, teams turn those down. Right. We prefer so, takeaways. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. like as if the Chiefs, as if Tyron Matthew just dropped that ball last week because we don't emphasize takeaways anyway, over here. Um, but offensively is what it comes down to as far as your turnover margin to me. It's, it's, it's how often you turn it over as much as anything, and the Chiefs don't turn the ball over a lot. Well, look, and that, that sort of is the, the exact core of the point, the difference between takeaways and turnovers, right? I mean, I, Andy Reid yesterday was asked about this a little and, and suggested 
that the Lions are tackling the ball well. I, I don't know, I haven't seen all the turnovers. I, I, and so I don't really have a sense of how much is their creation of it, how much is, for lack of a better term, blundering into it. And that's, I guess that's gonna be really the crux of this thing. Yeah, that's kind of what I was getting at. I mean, if there's some specific secret way to tackle that helps you force a fumble, I think every team would be doing it. Now, certain guys are obviously better at it. They're stronger. They, they've got better hand-eye coordination to pinpoint exactly where the ball's going to be, but everybody's trying to cause fumbles out there. I learned, a, you know, we talk about takeaways and turnovers. I learned there was a, there's actually a new kind of subcategory off of that this week, and it's like negative graded throws. Have you guys seen the pro football focus? Uh, I have not. Pat Mahomes? Pat Mahomes uh, this week was the six-rated quarterback by, by Pro Football Focus because he's 19th in the NFL, six-rated six quarterback through three games this year because he, he ranks 19th in avoiding negative-graded uh, throws. Now, he doesn't have, he doesn't have any interceptions, but so I guess it, it, to whoever created this stat thinks that some of his throws have a negative grade. Uh, and Teron I, Matthew approved stat. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Was it you, Blair, asking uh, the Honey Badger yesterday about his feelings about pro football focus grading? Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, and only because I was following up on a tweet of his yeah. where he, um, you know, he questioned the pro football focus. Let, let's establish this. We, we all like pro football focus. Yeah. Those guys do a great job. They break down film uh, on, on, a, on a regular basis. Look, they, they do, listen, we all use it right, yeah. uh, and, and report on it. But any ranking through three games that has Patrick Mahomes, first of all, sixth overall in anything, I think would be <laughs> worthy of question. Yeah. How dare I mean, you, as our friend Greta says. <laughs> they do a great job of, like, it's better than just kind of shooting off the hip and just, you know, going by the eye. I mean, these guys, like, go through the tape multiple times and have a system at least. But I'm trying to think of... Like, what are the passes that have been negatively graded? There, there was one that could have been picked. But, Seems like he's had two uh, this season. That, yeah, one that against Oakland, Oakland that probably should have been picked. And then one against um, Baltimore that could have been picked that went right over, I forgot the defender, but yeah. uh, Sammy Watkins caught it yeah. high. But other than that, I'm trying to, I don't know what the negative grades would be. But anyway, it's, those guys are smart. I'm not. I, I, I wish I had the exact numbers on this stat here, but I think this is a more pertinent stat. It, it, it may, and maybe, hopefully you guys recall what it was, but his completion percentage on passes of 20 yards, thrown 20 yards or more downfield, is higher than the completion percentage of like 18 quarterbacks yeah. on all passes altogether. I think that's 65% a better stat. 65% was the number. Yeah. 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 Seems that's high. Just, Seems good. Yeah. Seems pretty solid. Yeah. You wonder if that factors in the fact that he's able to make more difficult throws because he is a more accurate guy. I actually think he's been more accurate through three weeks this year than he has been last year, just as far as the way he's pinpointing his passes. And you wonder if he's able to take more risks because he's just better at it and that that's not maybe quite as dangerous of a throw for him as it might be for somebody else. It's a good point. It's like... Um, it, it would be negatively graded if it was, you know, Philip Rivers throwing yeah. it. Yeah, like a, I think that's a, a normal good, human. Yeah, you know, but it's Steph, sidearm. Steph Curry through, takes bad shots, right? Right. <laughs> exactly. right. Um, well, it's an interesting quarterback matchup. It's a matchup between two guys that have, in, at least in one of their seasons, has thrown for five thousand yards, and you don't get those. Yeah. You know, every week. I mean, Drew Brees has done that what uh, six, five, six times, <laughs> and, and uh, uh, Brady's done it, Manning's done it. Those guys have all faced each other. But you know, this is Mahomes against Matthew Stafford, who in I think it was 2011 had his 5,000 yard, 41 touchdown season. 
we, we've talked about this this week. It's been one of the one of the points of con of conversation that actually you started, Sam, after in our Facebook Live uh, after the Ravens game. You know, Mahomes is throwing indoors as yeah. as uh, Matthew uh, Matthew Stafford gets to do throughout his career. What's the what, what's the impact of that? What's the potential impact? It, I mean, it sounds dumb to say like. Mahomes is going to be good, you know, like, <laughs> he'd be good, like, wait, what? <laughs> right. On, so he's on, got a shot here. Ice, like, he'd, yeah. he'd be great. But I just, look, like, his arm, his arm talent uh, and the velocity that he throws, like, wind affects him less than I think some other quarterbacks. And he's obviously been terrific at, you know, sort of calibrating for all that stuff. But I just feel like a fast track, uh, you know, no weather, you know, Tyree Kill's not going to play, obviously, but like, that would be even more. But Darius Slay, was it a quad or a hamstring? Hamstring. Hamstring injury where, I don't know, he may or may not play. I think they list him as questionable last right. I saw. But, he did, he did um, I think he was a limited practice participant yeah. earlier this week. But even if he plays and is 80%, that's a big deal. You know, he, he's their best defensive back. And I, I just, gosh, I just think like that quarterback in a dome, um, you know, no disrespect to the Lions, but I, I just feel like it's going to be up and down. Help me understand the sports science of this, though. I mean, it, first of all, you bring up a great point about his ability to sort of navigate the elements anyway, in a sense, maybe minimizes how much better he can be in this situation. Yeah. But, but is, is the notion that the aerodynamics, I mean, it's not just climate control. It's that the aerodynamics, I mean, the ball literally will, will, can be thrown farther because of that I, I don't I don't know that yeah, and I'm embarrassed I don't but I, I don't know how that works I mean he threw one pretty dang far we saw that last time he played but we've it, seen him yeah, throw that preseason that distance uh, you know before a game in yeah. Denver I just, I just think like if there's less to worry about and again I, I do think that he's better at you know getting around these obstacles or these cones or whatever but um, if there's less to worry about and it's just purely like this offense even without Tyreek Hill this offense is as fast as any offense in the league. And I feel like an offense that's based on speed and timing, and again, they're good if they played in a big pile of mulch, but like if, if there's just fewer sort of X factors, I just think that you know it makes them even better. How could it not? I wonder if you have to account for it as a wide receiver making a cut or if there's a timing issue to play in an environment in which you have not, uh, you've not participated in. If only we had somebody here that covered the greatest show on turf to, to help us out with, with this analysis. <laughs> well, I did cover some of the greatest show on turf for the, the Rams' uh, 1999 season into the 2000 Super Bowl. And I, I don't think we ever consulted a scientist about, you know, the aerodynamics in the dome, right? But they certainly were able to have their way. And I think it's a pretty comparable team. I mean, in fact, I... Uh, Honestly, I'd, I'd contend this is a this is a more dynamic team, which sounds crazy, but um, maybe not that crazy. And later we will uh, we will bring on somebody who knows about covering a team that plays indoors on a regular basis. That throws the ball a lot. And a team dome. that throws the ball a lot yeah. that might have had a quarterback that uh, <laughs> that, that, pu that puts up big stats. Uh, that is when we toward the end of our uh, of our discussion here at. I failed to mention earlier, Big O Tires, in Blue Springs, 545 Northeast Coronado Drive. I always have to look at the door here because they have the address <laughs> above every door at Big O Tires. So we, we went from um, Kansas City South to Kansas City East, so we'll go north and west in the next next few weeks here. But we really enjoy uh, coming here to, to, to Big O Tires for, for this. 
All right, so anything to the, anything to the Doug Peterson uh, sidebar here that uh, the, the Lions beat a Doug Peterson coach team last week. Doug Peterson was Kansas City. Um, it's kind of an interesting storyline, but I think the Eagles were a little, you know, a little undermanned last week as well in terms of injuries. But so worth considering. Yeah. Uh, okay. Enough I mean, said. Like you know, look like. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it's, it's a weird thing because I, I think the Lions they played a lot better than I would have expected, and um, you know, might be a playoff team. The Packers are going to have a say in that division. They're three and zero without Rodgers playing awesome so far and that you know that'll happen uh the bears are good but i think the lions can be a playoff team i just i'm gonna believe that somebody shuts down the chiefs after i see it and not just that but see it live and then watch on tape again <laughs> just to make sure that that's and then get the actually, pro football focus yeah, grades sure that's what i actually saw i just i don't know what you do i don't know how you do it you know with with this group i, I really don't you know, I'll go back to something we talked we talked about earlier. You know, Matt Patricia co- coaches this team, and although the, the Chiefs and the Lions have very little history against each other, yeah. Matt Patricia has a history with yeah. coaching, putting a defense together to stop the Chiefs. Now, he didn't do it very well a couple of times, mm-hmm. right? He was the defensive coordinator on the, the game at Arrowhead the, the night before the wild card game, the yeah. four, when the Chiefs scored 41. They scored 42 in New England, right, in the opener, and was it 16 or 17, whatever it was, game, yeah. the Cream Hunt game, right? Uh, but he did shut down the Chiefs in the playoffs when the Chiefs went back to the – so it had to be yep. 15, right? So the Chiefs went back to New England that year and lost to the playoff game. So Patricia has a you – know, he does have a little bit more of a history defending, you know, scripting a defense against Chiefs, but first time against Patrick Mahomes. Doesn't that change the equation? I, I think it does. I mean, maybe there's a little bit of a, a blueprint with, with this Eagles game, but even that's different, right? I mean, it, it's, it's not like – Peterson's a clone of Andy, and Andy certainly is imaginative enough that he wouldn't allow that to happen anyway. And the Mahomes factor does change everything. And really, I, I can't remember how long Patricia was coordinator. He didn't coordinate against Andy when Andy was in Philadelphia, did he? He was. He was. No, the, he would have been on staff. He would have been on staff, but so, unless they played in twelve, right? But if, basically, right, he's one. In, he's one and two against Andy, right? I mean, or his defenses were one and two and gave up 40 points twice. Right. I don't remember. I'm trying to think. I don't remember another regular season I don't, game I don't where, think he so. been, where he would have been the D.C. I could be wrong. But, but, it, but look, I mean, he, he, probably one of the things that's going to hold true with all these is you might have an idea of how to beat them. Let's see you do it. Yeah, I mean, there, that's, that's, that's the problem that Mahomes presents. There's something to be said for... Doug Peterson was the offensive coordinator in Kansas City, but he was not the offense. He was the assistant offensive coordinator. <laughs> right. And, and Matt right, Patricia right. was the defensive coordinator in New England, but he was not the, you know, <laughs> That's a he great was the point. assistant defensive That's coordinator. That's a great point. Yeah, uh, I, I agree. I agree. All right, how about let's switch to defense really quick. Stafford's off to a good start. You know, he's, he's, yep. you know, it's funny. He's averaged 277 yards per game, six touchdowns, two picks. You know, and, and for <laughs> if you're not – Covering Patrick Mahomes, you think, yeah, that's a great. That's a, he's on his way to a Pro Bowl season, right. but that's a hundred less a game, right. at least a hundred less a game than Mahomes, and uh, and four touchdowns fewer. But still, a good start for uh, for Matthew Stafford. He's two zero and one. Look, they had a bad tie to open the season against the Cardinals. Cardinals came back in the fourth quarter to forge a tie. But again, these last two games to beat the Chargers and the uh, um, and the Eagles, quarterback gets some credit for that. Matt, Matthew Stafford can win football games. 
Yeah, to, to me, though, he's a completely different quarterback than what they face in the, in the first three weeks. Obviously, he's different than Lamar Jackson, but those first two guys that the Chiefs played, even though they were pocket guys, they, they tried to get rid of the ball really quickly. Matthew Stafford's not that yeah. guy. He'll hold on to the ball for That's a, a long time. So it's, it's a different element than I think, and, and maybe it opens up some avenues for some guys, especially one that we've been talking about a lot with Frank Clark, to, to maybe have a little bit of a bigger day because of that. Let's talk about Frank Clark. Got his first sack ish you know yeah. <laughs> <laughs> didn't bring him down didn't bring him down still has not brought down a quarterback this year but did get but did get a sack look i do think there's something to the um, the double teams and the chips you know he's he is getting a lot of attention yeah you are, i i'm sure most of us did but we went back and watched the film and he definitely does get double teamed a lot now it's kind of a funny story about that sack he said the reason he did that was because uh, he's had quarterbacks before get rid of the ball as he's holding on to him so he just tried to get on his back and said, you can't possibly throw this ball yeah, in like this that. position. <laughs> so, but like I said, I, I think this is a game where Frank Clark needs to step up because Matt, Matthew Stafford holds on to the ball for a long time. He stays in the pocket. He's not that mobile of a guy. This is the type of game. This is the reason you brought in a guy like Frank Clark. Yeah. You know, and the other, the other aspect of that is while Clark's getting this attention, Emmanuel Ogba's having a nice season so far um you know guy that got from cleveland you know when when it was he and 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 okafor i thought you know okafor would be the guy that we would probably pay more attention to but Ogba's off to the better start so i think chris jones is also uh will have an opportunity here to to, to have a good game but i love what Ogba did the other day there, there was he had the, the batted down ball one yeah. of them but there mm-hmm. was another play where i was amazed at how he closed on jackson toward the sideline um, just the speed and the angle of pursuit, it, 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 it was really impressive. He's um, got long strides. They're he, not yeah. tonneau strides, but they're, yeah. they're long strides. Yeah. Well, one, this is maybe nitpicking, but both those guys had a sack on Sunday, right? Um, uh, Clark and, and Oak Ford. Yeah. Clark's sack was done by him. That was beating beat his guy, the right tackle with a beautiful spin in, move, yeah. and yep. he came back in. And also on the way to that spin move, I think the running back, I can't remember which one Chips it was, was supposed to chip him. Yeah. And, and uh, Clark kind of avoided the chip. Uh, Oak Force sack was, he was not blocked. And he said, look, he made the play. Lamar Jackson is a tough guy to catch and bring down. As Okafor learned earlier. So so there's a difference between like the kind of sacks that, that Clark is, is forced to get. You know, or he's not going to come and unblocked. Expected to get. And yes. it's expected to get those where, yes. he, where he just. And paid to get. <laughs> yes, yes. But the Agua sack, I mean, to Sam's point, it's almost Chris Jones' sack. I mean, they're, they're, all the yeah. attention on that, def- on that offensive line is going towards Chris Jones. If Chris yeah. Jones isn't there, Agua doesn't come free unblocked. And yeah. certainly, Lamar Jackson is one of the hardest guys in the league to bring down in the pocket because he's willing to get out of the pocket. So great play when you're matched up one-on-one with him. He actually said because he had faced him a couple times before that he thought that helped him a little bit, faced him last year. Um, but all the attention diverted to Chris Jones, Frank Clark. These other guys are going to need to have big games yeah. because offensive line is going to be paying attention to those other guys. We referred to Pro Football Focus a couple times. They have the Chiefs coverage uh, play as top 10 so far in the NFL. Uh, I can buy that. The, 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 uh, whether you believe Pro Football Focus or not, some are bigger believers than others, but um, I, I do think that the play of the secondary has actually been pretty good. They're 17th in yards per pass against. And, you know, that's not great. You're not throwing a parade for, for being 17th in a category, but it's a hell of a lot better than they have been. 
And you know, if they were 17th in every defensive category, I think they're going 16 and 0. You know what I mean? If they're <laughs> yes, just like yes. well, on that right side of the league ball? average, yeah. Yep. And after a really probably bad day in that category to open the season as well. I mean, they gave up yep. a couple long balls to, to yeah, open the yep. season too. To a quarterback who you know who's known for his mustache, you know, I, rookie. <laughs> I've been really impressed with Rashad Breeland. I mean, I, I think he's played great. Coverage yeah. has really been tight. He's been you know a little dynamic when he's needed to. Um, better than I expected. Great yeah, tackler. I think that's the one yeah, thing about yeah, him that surprised me. Yeah. He's a great tackler. Yeah. He's tackling he's has like been a good safety tackler. In a lot of ways, yeah. right? Other than a little dosado by Jackson the other it day. It was bad. I thought it was bad on Sunday. There, there were some plays um, where it was just guys going through. Like Kendall Fuller went for a, you know, kind of shoulder into, I think it was Ingram. I might be, no, it was Gus Edwards. Like shoulder into Gudwards, like, you know, kind of low. And Edwards just kept running. I, mean, yeah. I thought the tackling was not as good Sunday as, as it had been before, but well, and, but you have to like the other team's good. Yes, you know that's, I mean? a, that's like, a playoff right. team. That's a yeah. team that's going to win its division and maybe back at Arrowhead yeah. Uh, yeah. later this year. Um, plus, we learned yesterday that uh, Bashard Breeland would be part of the boy band if uh, if Patrick Mahomes could put the boy <laughs> band together along with Travis Kelsey. So um, that's really Sam's expertise. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't know about that. So direct your questions to uh, to Sam. Let's, let's take a couple questions. Um, Larry Looper, thanks a lot for, uh, you're one of our, our loyal viewers here. So uh, Larry asked earlier uh, about uh, Darius Slay and whether, whether he was gonna go or not. Uh, we don't know, uh, but, but big advantage to Chiefs if, if the Lions' top cornerback isn't, isn't ready to go in, in this game. And th that also brings up something that I'd been reading about, because look, again, the Lions are a team that's not on the radar of, of, of us. Every Thanksgiving, we, 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 That's right. we watch the, the Lions, and other than that, it's every, once every four years. But they were not built for speed, uh, which you'd think you know, a dome team might do that. They're built for strength, and uh, it, it's, it's, not a, it's not a speed team. It's more of a bulk team, and uh, I, I just think the Chiefs will be able to take advantage of that. Yeah, we, we should, like, the, the speed, they, they are, but Karen Johnson has um, been kind of a workhorse for them, the, the running back. I mean, he's, he's, getting a lot of, yes. he's getting a lot of work, and that's a guy that the Chiefs are going to have to worry about. But averaging 2.6 yards per carry yeah. so far, he's off to a little bit of a slow start. He was on his way to a big season last year mm -hmm. as a rookie, kid out of Auburn, and got hurt, uh, wrecked his knee in the 10th week, and, and they put him on the shelf. So, yeah, they're, 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 looks, they're players. They, you don't get to be 2-0-1 and beat two playoff teams. That, uh, is, that, that Philly win was in Philly, too. That wasn't, That's right. no, that wasn't in the Dome. Yeah, Philly was missing a couple of wide receivers, which I think it was, was, was right. key in that game. All Sean um, Jeffries was gone. Yeah, and I think Deshaun Jackson missed that yep. game, too. Uh, but to me, as much as people want to talk about Mahomes playing a Dome, and it is interesting, where it really shows up on the field, though, is your speed. And the Chiefs have more speed than probably anybody in the NFL on offense. So yeah. that does – they might want to dismiss playing in a dome for the Mahomes angle of it, but the rest of the angle of it is, is going yeah. to play a factor. Agreed. Okay. So uh, let's, let's take this moment to come up with picks for when the rubber meets the road. Uh, these are players who we think will have an opportunity to stand out for the Chiefs. Uh, this weekend, and have we been right on any of these? This I don't know, but that gets All more dramatic every time you read it. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I'll, I'll do it in a British accent next week. <laughs> All right. Since since you were such a smartass about it, Sam, you will go first. We'll ask you first. Uh, I, I mentioned it before, and it's, it's kind of the reasons I mentioned it before, so I won't get too analytical here. But I think Frank Clark ha has his biggest game as a chief this week. 
it just the it's the opportunity to yeah, have Yeah, I think finally a guy that's in the pocket, and I just I think that it opens up for him more than what we've seen in the first three weeks. All right, Melly, you got. Well, that was gonna be my pick. Um, yeah, mine too. So, so uh, my pick last week. I'll go. Uh, well, you weren't really all that right last week. It was my pick. I didn't say I was right. It's just, I'll, it's I'll, just a week ahead. It'll, it'll pay us to get it right. It'll pay us to pick them. I'll go with the other big free agent signing then. I guess I, I think I think he'll have a sack and or an interception. He'll. He came really damn close two or three times on Sunday. The Honey Badger. Yeah, and I think Tyron Matthew will, will have a turnover. I, I'm i going to say he, Tyron Matthew's going to have a pick six. A pick six? A pick wow. six, yeah. One up and up. Sit down, yeah. me. I need it. I need it. Yeah. But I also want to say my rubber meets the road moment was on I-70 today <laughs> on the way to Big O Tires when I saw a, what clearly was a, a blown-up tire from a truck on the – on the side, and I wondered if uh, Big O was going to be on the scene to help us out. That rubber met the road. Rubber didn't it? did it meet did. the road. It did. Yeah. I, I, he's probably back here in the in the back it's, now. Yeah, getting, they're probably in here getting, getting a little work done. Yep, getting work done. I'm going to go with McCole Hardman, and look, it's, he's just had two big plays each of the last two weeks. His first NFL touchdown at Oakland, and he had the the monster play this past weekend. So I'm not going to I'm not going to suggest he is uh, he'll he'll have a third receiving touchdown. I think he'll have a return touchdown. I think Lions special teams are just a little bit shaky. I wouldn't be surprised to see the Chiefs have a return touchdown in, in this game. By the way, about Hardman, I, I might have this wrong. You have to check me on this. But he, he hasn't had that many touches, right? I mean, it's he, interesting. He doesn't, get been, tar- he doesn't get targeted. But, he does, but he's, I mean, made, he's only he, had maybe he's, four catches. He's yeah. made Five. the most of his targets. His yards per touch <laughs> yeah. is like sky high. Yeah, like 38 yeah. yards or yeah. something. It's, I, I, look, I would look for him to get more touches. Yeah. Okay. So at this point, the, uh, the, the, the group of four uh, is going to become five. If we can entice Herbie Teopi to wander over here and join our group, let us introduce you, Herbie, to Facebook Live audience. We talked, and, and we're, of course, we're, we're messing up Beth, our producer, because now she's got to get five in the, in the shot. We introduced Herbie earlier this week on the uh, Sports Beat KC podcast. We're doing it now on Facebook Live. Herbie just joined us. He, he just joined the star, but he's rejoined the Chiefs football coverage after a uh, four-year absence. Not absence. He was in New Orleans covering the Saints for that time, which is why we referred to earlier, you know, experience covering a team in a dome with a quarterback who kind of knows what he's doing in that environment. Herbie, welcome. Thank you, Blair. And to... It looks like I'm going to be the lead singer for this boy band, so we're good, You, are, you already good. are. You are my fire. <laughs> and this is what we have to look forward yeah, to. It's what you have to look forward yeah. to. <laughs> it's going to be fun. We're going to have fun, gentlemen. All right, so um, so were we on track? Does, does, does um, playing indoors make a difference to offensive-minded teams? It seems to have helped the Saints over the years. I, I think it does. When you think about Sean Payton's offenses, he always looks for guys who can – who are track speed kind of guys. Alvin Kamara, Michael Thomas excels on the carpet. Traquan Smith, he's, he's a speed burner. Keith Kirkwood, he's a speed burner. So when you're looking at dome teams, a lot of the teams, and Vahe, you know this from covering the Rams, you're looking for players to fit that scheme and also the environment you play in. In the NFC South, also Atlanta plays in the dome. So you're gonna have another game there in the dome. So I, I think you're on, you're on point there. So the Chiefs don't get to do this that often, right? The Colts are the only team in the AFC, I think, that has a dome. But in the NFC, you do have you have a few more choices here. So look, it's when it's all said and done, it's the talent of the team. You know, um, it's not like you know, 
Rams won a Super Bowl. Saints won a Super Bowl. How many other dome teams? I'm trying to think. Cowboys Colts. have. Colts. That, did, that's right. Colts won one with, with Manning. Cowboys haven't won one. Um, it's, it's hit or miss, really, when it comes to uh, success of the team. You know, if, if there was a rolling roof over Arrowhead, I shudder to think what this offense might be. That might be that might have been worth the uh, what three hundred million alone yeah. to, with this yeah. offense. Put the rolling roof over. It's like a over. third of Mahomes' next contract. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe he can maybe he invest put the, put the invest on, right. the, on, the, on the rolling roof. So, Herbie, tell us about uh, uh, just covering the Saints and how enjoyable that was. And it wasn't just the you know the, the Times Picayune and the New Orleans Advocate, but you also spent what, year and a half with the NFL Network? Yeah, and I, I will say this. Covering the Saints, and I was telling the gentleman earlier before we went live here, it, it gives me appreciation of watching an elite quarterback. Obviously, when I covered the Chiefs before I left for New Orleans, got to cover Alex Smith before he left. But before that, and, and you guys know this, it was, there were some dark times here in Kansas City from Trent, after Trent Green retired. I mean, you had Tyler Thigpen, you had... Palco, you had Brady Quinn, you know, Matt Castle. Matt Castle is our quarterback, you know, (laughs) going back to those years. But watching Drew Brees, the way he prepares, the way he takes mental reps on the sidelines, even when he's not on the field, you get an appreciation for elite quarterback play, which is one of the reasons why I am super excited to return to Kansas City because, let's face it, Patrick Mahomes is a generational-type quarterback, and I mentioned this on the podcast the other day, a media friend of mine sent me a text message saying, this is like going to Chicago in the 1980s when you get to cover Michael Jordan when he starts off. And to me, that's, that's what I'm looking forward to. I'm, I'm getting ready to cover the Michael Jordan of the NFL. He's everywhere, the NFL, he's the face of the NFL. He's clearly the face of the Kansas City Chiefs. So this is the kind of stuff I'm looking forward to. Fantastic. All right, Herbie, it's great to have you here. And it's gonna be great to have you at Big O Tires every week uh, we, where we talk about the Chiefs. And listen, um, all these gentlemen up here and everybody on the Kansas City Star sports staff helps uh, on, the, on the podcast, Sports Beat KC. We talk Chiefs, but we additionally talk Royals and the colleges. So if you're not tuning in, please, uh, please listen to us on Sports Beat KC. Download the Apple podcast. Give us a rate and review. So we're going to wrap it up here. we got to get over to the Chiefs practice today, Assistant Coach Day, guys. We get to talk to assistant coaches. That's a once-a-month once occurrence. The next time we talk to you will be late Saturday uh, or Sunday afternoon from Ford Field in Detroit. Until then, thanks to all these guys. Thanks to Beth for producing, and we will talk to you soon. Thanks to Big O Tires as well. We'll talk to you soon. Links to the stories we discuss can be found in the show notes on KansasCity.com and the Red Zone Extra app. If you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, please give us a rating and review. It helps. Thanks to producer Kathy Liu for putting together today's episode. And now the answer to the trivia question we asked earlier. Which current Chiefs players scored touchdowns against the Lions in their last meeting in London in 2015? Tight end Travis Kelsey was one. The other one, wide receiver DeAnthony Thomas. Also scoring touchdowns for the Chiefs that day were Alex Smith, Jeremy Macklin, Charkendrick West, and Spencer Ware. Do you remember what else happened that day? It was November 1st, 2015, a memorable memorable day in Kansas City sports history. The Royals won Game 5 of the World Series in New York that night. So thanks for listening, and we'll be back Friday with another episode of Sports Beat KC. We'll preview the college games and speak with Chiefs wide receiver Byron Pringle, the former Kansas State star whose NFL career reached another milepost last week with his first reception.